Hi, I'm Gavin and uh, welcome to this really special video that we've prepared for this Sunday, Mothering Sunday. Uh, this is our first attempt at a service by video. Uh, you'll know that uh, St John's isn't gathering as a church at the moment. We aren't the church gathered, uh, but we are continuing to be church. We are still the church dispersed. And so we're exploring a whole bunch of new ways of meeting with one another, of learning together, of worshipping and of praying. So this is our first attempt. Uh, we're not going to be attempting live streaming anytime soon. We know a lot of churches are going in that direction, but we think that this is going to enable us to be a bit more creative, a bit more innovative in the sorts of things that we do. So we'll be posting videos, look out for them every Sunday and also during the week. Um, talking of which, if you haven't yet subscribed uh, to our YouTube channel, um, we're putting out information on our website and via Facebook and in particular via this YouTube channel. So down here somewhere, if you're watching on YouTube, there should be a big button that says subscribe. If you hit that now, uh, it'll make sure that you're kept up to date with all the latest things that we are doing. Now, we normally start our church service with notices. Uh, so first of all, all the groups that are meeting um, this week... Yeah, everything is off. Uh, if you haven't got this message uh, clearly yet, uh, can I just be really clear now? We are not gathering for anything at the moment. We are following national advice from the church and from the government, which means we're not gathering for Sunday services. We're also not gathering for any small groups, whether youth groups, church meetings, home groups. Uh, they are all off at the moment until we have more advice. Um, we haven't stopped being the church, but we have stopped coming together. And can I just urge everybody um, to comply with that advice that we are getting, to do what you can right now to be good citizens. Uh, Jesus taught us to be good citizens. He told us to pay our taxes uh, to Caesar because uh, when he demands them, it's due to him. Uh, when Paul wrote his epistles, he came back to this theme more than once. He said, respect the people in authority over you. They've been put there for a reason and they are exercising the authority of God. Uh, they are bringing order to our society. And it's really important that we as Christians and we as members of St John's Church are known as people who are good citizens at the moment. And I think that means not trying to get around any of the guidance, uh, not trying to come up with innovative ways to continue to gather. Uh, we are not gathering at the moment. That's what we've been asked to do. Uh, so let's not gather. Um, this is what it's been part of, what it's meant to be a Christian for a long time. We've been known as people who are beyond, uh, beyond any criticism. We are people who are clearly of good repute in everybody's eyes. So uh, let's do everything we can right now uh, to follow this guidance. We're not going to gather. And also, can I urge you, don't go buying anything more than you absolutely need to. Uh, you've probably seen on the news the impact this is having on our supermarkets and our shops. So follow all this really good advice. Uh, let's do what's asked of us at the moment and be good citizens. Now, just a reminder that we're not the church gathering at the moment, but we are still the church dispersed and uh, there's still going to be loads of things going on. You need to be watching our website and our Facebook and our YouTube. And if you know somebody who is really struggling to get onto the internet and really struggling with all this digital stuff, uh, then if there's a way you can give them a hand, please help them out. If you are struggling to know how to help them, then uh, please give the office uh, a call or send them an email and we'll come up with some ideas so we can make sure that everybody is included. Um, we know people are already doing all sorts of fun things. Uh, we've set up the 
the Facebook group, but there's nothing to stop you setting up a WhatsApp group with your home group uh, or your small group. Um, there's nothing to stop you trying things like Skype or Zoom is becoming very popular at the moment as a way for um, groups of people to stay in touch. Uh, this period isn't just about us reading the Bible and praying uh, and worshipping, it's also about us continuing to look after each other and keep an eye out for one another. So please do keep doing all those things. Right, well, I think we're almost ready to get started uh, with our worship this morning. Um, this is all an experiment at the moment, but hey, let's give it a try. What I'd love you to do is, uh, wherever you are right now, um, why don't you see if there's uh, a way in which you can just reconnect with what's going on in the world outside, uh, whatever your own circumstances. I'm going to go and stand outside. Uh, it may be if you're watching this on a mobile device, uh, you can get up and walk outside as well into the garden or just out into the street, obviously being sensible about social distancing. But see, if you can't get up and move right now, why don't you move towards a window, maybe open a window and look outside. Uh, why don't you just look out the window and up at the sky, look at the clouds that continue to change all the time. Heavenly Father, I pray that as we're gathering in this virtual way this morning, you will help us to remember that this is your world and you made it. That you are our King and you are our God. Father, we're gathering in your presence. Just pause uh, for a moment and notice what's going on in the world around you. I can feel the wind blowing on my face. I can see these beautiful great big trees that we have in Locks Heath. I can hear the birds singing. Heavenly Father, thank you that this is your world. And while we are getting caught up in this crisis and in how best to react and what best to do right now your world continues to turn your creation continues to flourish there's new plants springing into life there's hope there's the ever changing textures of the sky as the clouds pass over and the shades of the blue sky change heavenly father you are good Everything you have made shouts it out loud. You are good. So Lord, will you help us as we gather this morning to be aware of your presence. Send your Holy Spirit and fill us with your power. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do you know, I've been uh, thinking over the last few days. It's uh, Lent at the moment. I really should continue along the driveway and walk all the way around, but shall we take the shortcut? We just, uh, this is something we do with the kids, sometimes we just barge our way through the hedge here. Uh, anyway, we were, I was saying, we've been thinking, um, it's Lent at the moment, and Lent is the time when the church often remembers that Jesus began his ministry by going and spending 40 days in the wilderness. In fact, it says that the Spirit drove him there. Uh, and what did he do when he was there in the wilderness? Well. It looks as if he spent a lot of time reflecting on scripture. When Satan comes along and tempts him, he, he quotes scripture back at him. It's as if it's oozing out of him. So he seems to have been immersing himself in scripture and, and really meditating on it and thinking about what it all means. And clearly he was praying. 
uh, clearly he was seeking out the presence of God, uh, seeking the will of God, uh, asking God what he wanted his ministry to look like. So I was reflecting on this and just thinking, do you know, a lot of us are, are in isolation. Some of us more so than others. Some of us really not able to even step outside the door. Others of us just reducing the amount of contact we're having with other people. I was thinking, well, this is an opportunity for us, isn't it, to be more like Jesus. This is a chance for us to really immerse ourselves in Scripture, uh, to learn to pray in new ways, to develop new disciplines. So I want to keep encouraging you um, as this crisis goes on and as we keep putting out these videos to think about what does your life at home look like? What are you doing to keep in touch with God? What are you doing to keep reading the Bible in a disciplined and structured way and exploring what that says into your life? What are you doing to pray? Have you got a, a pattern of each day how you're going to set aside time to seek God and to pray? And here's another little idea to mix, add into the mix. What are you doing to worship? Uh, it's really difficult to worship uh, when you haven't got um, anybody around you or, or very few people around you. Um, but, but why don't you explore some of the, the streaming services that are available now, Spotify or Apple Music or, or Google Play, or maybe you've just got some CDs somewhere. Why don't you dig out the sort of music that helps you to connect with God? Um, that will be different for each of us. We know that music is something that's really personal. Some of us will really love the uh, Anglican plain chant that you can get. Some of us will love the old hymns. Uh, some of us will love the new worship songs. The great thing about some of these streaming services is you can just put on a playlist and um, find all the sorts of things that you love. So here's an idea. Why don't you, as well as immersing yourself in the Bible and in prayer during these times of isolation, fill your house with music? Fill your house with praise, with songs, with things that lift our hearts to God and help us to know his will. So there's some ideas um, for this Sunday. We're going to hear in a moment uh, a talk from uh, Mike. He's, I think, almost ready to get going. And uh, he's going to be speaking to us from um, the book of Isaiah. Uh, where, uh, If you go to our website right now, um, where there's a link to this talk, uh, there's also a sheet that you can download uh, for uh, kids, for families, uh, to accompany this talk for them to do together. So uh, do seek that out as well. Um, just before uh, Mike then comes and opens scripture for us, let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you that even if we can't gather with each other, we are gathered with you. Uh, thank you that you are present wherever we are. And thank you that as we intentionally gather our minds now, you are meeting with each of us separately. And as we meet with you, you are bringing us together. So, Father, now as we open the scriptures, as we open these written words that have spoken to so many generations of your goodness, we pray that your spirit will be present with us, interpreting for us, helping us to receive and understand and be challenged and to grow. Father, thank you for Mike and the work he's put into this talk. We pray that you will fill him with your spirit as he speaks to us. So come, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Mike, over to you. Thanks, Gavin. Well, hello at home. Uh, welcome. Thanks for finding us on YouTube um, or on our website or wherever you're picking this message up. That's great. 
Um, I just wanted to um, start by praying um, and asking God to reveal himself to us through what I'm about to say. So, Holy Spirit, won't you come? Won't you breathe on us now at home as we open up your word, as we think about the things that you've said to us? Inspire us and guide us by your spirit. Amen. So I just wanted to say that today's going to be at a bit of a departure from the original plan. Um, so those of you who are eagle-eyed will know that I was meant to be speaking from our Encounters with Jesus series on um, Simeon and Anna. And if you're even more eagle-eyed, you'll remember that I actually preached on that passage just six weeks ago. Um, so I'm, in a way, quite glad that I'm not repeating that message today. Um, for fairly obvious reasons, I've chosen a different passage to talk about. Um, if you did, however, want to pick up uh, the Simeon and Anna message, it is still on our website as a podcast. So if you go on our website and look up the, the, the sermon materials there, you should find it there. Um, but instead today, I'm going to be working from Isaiah 43. So just to give you a bit of time to find your Bibles, we're going to read from Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 4, and then picking up at 19 to 21. And it might be a good idea if you pause the video when I read, just to make sure you've got your Bible with you and uh, you're ready to read along with me. The other thing to say is that as I'm speaking, you'll find that because we're here by video and not live, that I'm going to be moving around the church into different places um, and you'll see some the church looking a little bit different to normal. And that's because we've set up various prayer stations in the church. There's another video all about that. So again, check the description of the video to find uh, that, a link to that. But you'll see some different things and different places that I'm standing. And if you're wondering, well, what's that or what's happened to the church? We've set up some interactive prayer stations so that you can drop in and use those to pray. And um, they're a bit more interactive than just, just sitting by yourself. So, turning to Isaiah 43, beginning at verse 1, we'll read 1 to 4 and then 19 to 21. Um, I'm reading from the New International Version. Israel's only saviour. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear. I, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Sheba in your stead, since you are precious and honoured in my sight, and because I love you. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honour me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. So I wanted to offer a, a word of caution to begin with about Isaiah and how we read Isaiah. Um, my Old Testament tutor taught me that we've got to be careful because you know, when Isaiah originally wrote this, he didn't write it to us exactly. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to realize if we read the first verse of Isaiah, but 
This is what the Lord says, he who created you, O Jacob, he who created you, Israel. He's talking to the nation of Israel. He's not talking to us today. So we need to be a little bit careful about how we take that um, on and for ourselves. And yet, if we look at the life of Jesus, he, um, he was in the temple and he read from the scroll. He read from the scroll of Isaiah and he said, you know, today this has been fulfilled in your hearing. He took Isaiah and said, this is about me. And, you know, the early church fathers did likewise. They took the Old Testament scriptures and they looked at the way God interacted with his people, Israel. And he looked at, uh, they looked at um, the words of the prophets that were for Israel. And they said, well, look, these can also be for us. In the same way that Jesus took them for himself, we can take them for ourselves. So I think it's perfectly legitimate to take a passage like Isaiah 43 and look at the promises in it and hold on to those for ourselves. As long as we keep one eye on the fact that we weren't the original intended audience. Now, the other caution that my um, Old Testament tutor would have, would have said to me is be careful about picking and choosing the bits of the Old Testament or, or even the New Testament that you like, the fluffy bits, the nice bits. Very clearly, I've picked Isaiah 43 this morning and I've picked it because it's one of my favourite and most significant scriptures for me. It, it, it's the kind of scripture that gives me a big warm hug. And normally I would advise against that kind of preaching, that kind of reading the Bible, where you only read the nice bits and avoid some of the really quite significantly difficult bits, especially in the Old Testament and with, even within the book of Isaiah. But for today, we're, I think it's different. I think what God is saying to us today, it's perfectly acceptable for us to look at this bit and actually take those promises and receive them as a warm hug. That's what we need for this hour. So although I do want to cautious, uh, offer caution against that kind of approach always, in this moment of crisis, it's perfectly okay for us to pick up that warm hug bit of scripture and read it and engage with it. So I want to talk to us about some of the content of Isaiah and what it might be saying to us this morning, today. First of all, it's very clear from Isaiah that this is a message of hope. This is a positive message. It's a reminder of God's promises for us. It's a reminder of how much God loves us. And in difficult times like these, it can be easy to forget those things, to feel abandoned by God, to feel that he's left us or to feel that he's distant. And yet he's not. And his promise is that he is with us. And yet we're not immune from trouble and difficulty. What we read at the beginning of Isaiah is this. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. There is a definite sense of, of God being with us in the difficulties that we face. So I'm sure that in time... The, events, the global events that are happening around us, the virus, is going to affect us. It's going to impact our lives if it isn't already. Some of us more than others. And there may be some tragic and difficult times to come that we'll need to face and face together. And yet in and through all that, God will not abandon us. He has promised here in Isaiah and all over scripture to be with us. 
Remember, one of the names that we give to Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. God longs to be with us and close to us and draw near to us. And especially in these times of difficulty, he has not abandoned us and he will be with us. So if Isaiah is offering any kind of challenge here, though, it is, it is not to fear. Some of the first words of this scripture say, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. Do not fear. And when I read those words in Isaiah, I'm reminded of a story in Mark's gospel. Um, in Mark's gospel, Jesus is in a boat with his disciples and a storm is raging and he's sound asleep. And his disciples are getting really anxious and worried. Um, They're fearful of the storm and they wake Jesus up. And Jesus says to them, well, he calms the storm just with a word. And then he says to them, look, don't be afraid. Have faith. And I think that's a timely message for us today, to have faith. You know, I'm noticing that out in the world, there's a, a, a interesting responses to this virus, to what's happening. And yes, there's a lot of kindness out there. We've seen a lot of people doing things like we're doing here, the Flu Friends Initiative, going out and trying to help people um, who are vulnerable with shopping, with um, picking up prescriptions, with all manner of different uh, means to help them. And that's great. But I'm also noticing a supermarket trolley full of fear among people people's response is very they are very afraid and you may be afraid at home too and that is completely understandable and yet jesus and isaiah challenge us not to fear but to put our faith in god you know we are not a people of fear we are a people of faith we are a people of courage we have faith in god's promises for us I'm stood here in front of the Hope prayer station um, because I want to talk to you a little bit about hope. Those of you who were tuned into our series about what is, uh, what is the church will remember that we talked about three words which we try and hold on to here at St. John's, which are life, hope, and joy. And hope is a particularly powerful word at this point in our life. And if you remember what Gavin said about hope, he wanted to talk about a fluffy hope that we can have um, that's friendly and nice and easy to talk about and lovely. But actually, as he read the scriptures, the kind of hope that um, he felt was a Christian hope is a steely, determined hope. A soldier's hope, a hope in the face of adversity. And so I just wanted to remind you of that word in this moment because... Hope is a really important thing to cling on to. And Isaiah 43 is a place we can turn to, to give us hope, to remind us of all that God is and his promises for us. But I also wanted to talk to you a little bit about, about something called kairos. And for those of you who don't know, kairos is a Greek word for time. But it doesn't mean kind of clock time, watch time. It means a moment in time. It means God's moment in time. It means, uh, it's usually a describing a moment where God is acting or um, something specific is happening at this time, for this time. And Kairos moments, 
They can be quite divisive. Jesus, I think, is the ultimate example of a Kairos moment. He came at a moment in history and he divided opinion. Some people followed him, but others rejected him. And I think we are in the midst of a Kairos moment right now. We see it in Isaiah 43. It says, see, I am doing a new thing. Don't you perceive it? It's a kind of description of a Kairos moment, a new thing that God is doing in this moment. And there's something happening in this nation through the events that are taking place that we need to be alert to. A Kairos moment, I guess. And it could be a moment where we are driven in towards fear and away from God. Or it could be a moment where we're driven towards faith and putting our faith in him. And I want to encourage you that the latter is definitely the way we want to go. So in this moment, take faith. Have faith in God. Press in to God when you feel fear. Bring those fears and anxieties to him and tell him how big your fears are. So what now? Just to recap, I guess, I'd like to say that Isaiah 43 is a, is a great warm hug of a scripture and it reminds us. It reminds us to take courage, to take heart, it reminds us that God is with us in the middle of our struggles. It reminds us that we can have faith and not fear. You know, at times like this, I'm really glad to be a part of the Church of England, an established, big, well-organized church, because amongst other things, earlier in this week, I was Skype calling with some of the other local clergy. We were discussing some of the different ways we're responding to this crisis. And the National Church of England are the ones who give us the guidelines on whether to stay open or not, so we don't have to make difficult decisions like that for ourselves. But the other real advantage to being a part of this church, the Church of England, is that they have provided us with a whole load of resources um, for this time. And I was looking on their website and, and found an amazing prayer, which I really think summarizes the take-home message of today, which is, which is really to hold on to hope, which is really that we are not a people of fear. And so I'm going to read that prayer to close. And maybe you might want to look it up yourself on the Church of England website and remind yourself of it during the week because I think it's a really powerful and helpful prayer. It says, We are not a people of fear. We are a people of courage. We are not people who protect our own safety. We are people who protect our neighbor's safety. We are not people of greed. We are people of generosity. We are your people, God, giving and loving, wherever we are, whatever it costs, for as long as it takes, wherever you call us. Amen. Thank you, uh, Mike, for that. Um, do you know, we, we have a tradition at St. John's that when we've heard somebody opening up the Word of God and explaining it to us, we, we don't just hurry on, we, we pause and uh, we ask the Holy Spirit to apply what we have heard um, to, to show us what it means for us right here and now. So why don't we just have a little moment of pause now to reflect on, on what Mike has said, to, to receive the encouragement, uh, to hear the challenge maybe that God is, is speaking into our lives as well.
Holy Spirit, there may be um, things that are being stirred in us that we weren't expecting right now. Will you help us to have the courage to face them and to invite you further in? Stir us, we pray. So as we're uh, drawing towards the end of this video and the end of our virtual time together, I just wanted to remind you that um, the church here is open. The building is literally open from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. Uh, every day uh, with an opportunity for you to come here and to spend some time in prayer and uh, seeking the presence of God for yourself. There's some prayer stations, there's some activities and things uh, to help you and encourage you uh, in that. And uh, if you've heard the bell ringing at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. and in the middle of the day, uh, maybe your neighbours have asked you, why does the bell keep ringing? Um, we're doing that on purpose to show the community that we are still an active church, that we're still open, uh, that we're still praying and worshipping and caring for one another as we always do. And we just want that to be a, a clear sign to our community. We are still here. This church has not shut up shop. Uh, also, just to say that uh, the Archbishops have asked for today, this Sunday, um, Mothering Sunday, to be a day of prayer for the nation. Uh, they've asked us in particular at 7pm uh, tonight um, to be praying and to be placing a candle in a window facing onto the street. If you've got uh, a window somewhere in your house which faces onto the street, uh, maybe you'd like to go and rummage around, find a candle right now. We're going to be uh, putting as many candles as we can find on the windowsills uh, here in the church building and uh, we're going to be encouraging everybody to pray so look out for more uh, resources um, and information about that later on this afternoon so that this evening at seven o'clock um, can we all be praying together for this current crisis and um, for our nation so it's time now uh, to go into the world. We often say that, don't we? We always say, uh, go into the world to love and to serve the Lord. Um, what does that look like right now? Maybe you can't literally go out of your house, but maybe that means you can be thinking now about picking up the phone, uh, about uh, starting a video chat, about doing something practical to help uh, a neighbor or, or somebody else that you know in need right now. We want this church to continue to be good news to the community. Uh, so a final prayer uh, of blessing for us as we head off into the world, as we always do. Heavenly Father, thank you for this chance to meet uh, in the virtual realm and in the spiritual realm. Thank you that you have not gone away, uh, that we are still your people, that we are still serving you. So send us out in the power of your spirit, whatever that may look like. Open our eyes to see those opportunities and fill us with your blessing and your love. So this week... May you know the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.